Three, two. On today's show, the Donovan Mitchell trade saga rages on. Where should Mitchell want to go? And where should the Jazz want to trade him? We'll talk about that and play our favorite game. We got some crazy stuff on today's show. We'll bring it all down <laughs> on today's Lockdown NBA. Let's go. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On NBA is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where the best way to help us grow the show, the channel, and everything else is to comment below. Let us know. Where do you think Donovan Mitchell's going? Where should he want to go? Let us know all that. Joining me, as always on a Thursday, host of Lockdown Bulls. What you got for me, Pat the Designer? Uh, when uh, when when Goran Dragic said 25 minutes, I, I hope he meant for the season, not a game. <laughs> the Mavs-Bulls controversy continues over Goran Dragic. Uh, we won't get into that today, but we will talk about Donovan Mitchell. Lots of stuff to still break down with that, uh, even though the guys yesterday did a good job talking about the initial trade request. Uh, but we got some great Counted Up stuff today. We're going to do a whole bunch of Counted Up. It's our favorite game we play every week. We'll play that with uh, some Kevin Durant to the Warriors talk. Um Andre Iguodala just was like shooting from the hip about he said Rashid Wallace is better than Giannis, so we'll we'll count that up. We'll count that up a little bit later. Ray Allen is is counting up what makes a goat, and he doesn't think it's LeBron James. We'll count, we'll count that up. Uh, we'll talk about the the rule changes later, about the you know the age limit, about the take foul, and yeah. then um, Shaq did something. Normal. Shaq did something, and I'll talk about it at the end. It's in Counted Up, and uh, I'm ready. I'm just ready to go off. But let's start here. Let's start with, um, let's start with Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is going to get traded. It seems like that's going to happen at this point. The Utah Jazz are going to trade him. They've yeah. been playing coy a little bit right after the Rudy Gobert trade. Like, oh, we're gonna retool like the Blazers did around Donovan Mitchell. But it, I don't think they're fooling anybody. They're trying to get a better offer for him. They're trying to get a better deal for him. They're trying to drum up interest. They're trying to drum up people and teams to pony up. Um, Kendrick Perkins is kind of a plugged in guy, was a player, went on ESPN and said, I'm willing to bet everything. He was a, he was a player. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> was a player. I'll just, <laughs> I'm willing to bet everything I own and have in the bank account that he will be gone from the Utah Jazz. Now, Kendrick Perkins also has been really complimentary of Worldwide West, William Wesley, and the Knicks hiring yeah. of him. Had a tweet a little while ago, I guess in 2020 when they hired him. The Knicks hiring of William Wesley is the best thing that they've done in the last decade. Um, the Knicks, Leon Rose is their GM right now. Worldwide West is like his right-hand man. And Leon Rose is like, is like CAA. He was CAA, yeah. the agency. Guess who Donovan yeah. Mitchell is with? That's CAA. For Here those, we go. For those that don't know, that's my conspiracy music. Um, Kendrick Perkins is calling for him to get traded. Is it Knicks or is is the Knicks trade already ready to go for Donovan Mitchell? Well, the the problem with the Knicks trade is they don't want to give up pieces that are going to have to be in the trade for that to go through. Uh, so so I I don't see a way that it gets done right. I I, I feel like 
Donovan Mitchell's probably destined to end up somewhere else. The Knicks would be an interesting situation, right? But the biggest question there, and and I would say that Knicks, honestly, is probably one of the better situations for him because I feel like Donovan Mitchell needs to have somebody else have the ball in their hands and play the two. I understand he's really tiny. Like, for <laughs> NBA players, he's 6'1". 6'1", yeah. But let's be real. He's a two guard that's playing the point guard, and it's the reason that there was no ball movement realistically on the Utah Jazz. I I think the reason that they're trying to, like you said, drum up these these uh, get the trade package up, get the get the uh, 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 value up for a Donovan Mitchell here, not to say that there's no value for him, but to get it even higher, right, is because there's a lot of teams that at least have to look at Donovan Mitchell and say, okay, but how does he fit with our team? How does he fit in with what we've got going here? And so. One, you've got to have the assets to go get them. The Knicks are in there. And two, you've got to be able to put them together with that team. At least the Knicks are kind of in a situation right now where the pieces that you're talking about moving, what, R.J. Barrett, maybe you move, I don't know, quickly, Julius Randle, stuff like that, right? Like You're talking about pieces for a team that it's already accepted that this might be a rebuilding situation early. But the, the problem with the Knicks situation, though, and if even if this is, like, ready to go. Yeah. Three months ago, Mark Stein reported there's an anticipation that the Knicks are going to be open to pretty much anything short of trading R.J. Barrett. Now, that was three months ago, right? I think the season was still going on <laughs> three months ago. Yeah. Uh, Ian Begley of, of SNY reported that the New York has no interest in trading former number three pick R.J. Barrett in any deal in the offseason. Can the Knicks get a deal done without no. R.J. Barrett? It's not possible. No. No, I don't think so, because R.J. Bear is the one player that I will say this, right, has shown upside and has shown some promise. And the reason I say that, right, when R.J. Bear came into the NBA, I was like, mm, I don't think he's ever going to develop a jump shot. Like his shot was, I don't remember if people remember him at Duke, but he would shoot it with confidence. It was bad. It did not look good. <laughs> and slowly but surely, he has really turned himself into a nice player, always was a nice defender, sees the floor well, right? And now he's starting to add a little bit of that jump shot to him. If he can continue to develop, he's the upside piece in any deal that's getting done i like emmanuel quickly but i think if you're talking about a player that's going to have more upside you're probably talking about rj barrett in that situation i don't think we're even starting a conversation unless rj barrett's in the deal i mean really who else are you sending back evan fournier so so here's the thing who got sent back in the rudy gobert trade they got malik beasley they got jared vanderbilt like young interesting pieces but not like game changers right they didn't get um you know Anthony Edwards or or Carl Anthony Downs, really, right? Right. I don't think they need that level of player back if they can get enough draft capital. And I think the Knicks may have it. The Knicks have their own pick in 2023. They have the Mavs pick in 2023. They have their own pick in 2024. They have their own in 25. They They have a bunch of picks that they can trade out. Like, they have enough draft capital. If they put it all together, get the salaries, and then maybe they throw in some of these, like, end-of-the-bench guys that they have. Some of them are, are pretty interesting, right? Like, uh, like Quentin Grimes. Maybe he's interesting enough. Quickly, maybe he's interesting enough. Miles McBride, um, Jericho Cam Sitch, Reddish still Jericho there, right? Cam Reddish, Obi Toppin. Like, if they yeah. just compile enough of those guys that are maybe interesting enough for them, then put enough draft capital, I think the Knicks can still get a deal done. I was listening to Locked On Knicks, and Alex Wolf and Gavin Shaw were talking about who else is going to make a, a, a big enough offer that the Knicks can make? Uh, because that Knicks, I agree with. The Knicks also have some extra picks. Now they're protected yeah. and some stuff like that, but they got yeah. extra picks on draft night too. Um, so let's let's move on to that. Um, where should the Jazz want to trade um, 
Donovan Mitchell because we, I, we just I, talked about the Knicks package. Who yeah. else could get a package enough that would beat the Knicks? Basically, I, I think it's. I think the problem is right, and like you said, they're trying to drum up interest. They're trying to get more interest in there and get more teams involved. There's nobody that can put a package together like the Knicks can. That may not be the package that they want because I feel like the Utah Jazz feel that Donovan Mitchell is the the higher piece, right? Like we got this for Rudy Gobert, we should be able to get even more than this for yeah. Donovan Mitchell. And I don't know if the NBA feels that way. And I think that's the biggest thing that goes into it, right? So I think the Knicks is probably going to be their best package. I mean, it, you're talking about if you're moving him, if you move him to Miami, you can't even get Tyler Hero back in that situation, I don't believe, right? Because Tyler Hero's on his rookie extension and uh, and Donovan's on think, his. You I can't, think they can. It wasn't a, it can wasn't you, a, can you move was, rookie extensions? Yeah, no, it wasn't a max for, for Hero. So I think they, they can do that. Okay, okay, they, okay. They couldn't move so, Bam. They couldn't move Bam. And then the Nets, like, they would have to move Bam, I think. Anyway, right. well, there's, there's, it's so complicated with, with Some, a deal like somewhere that, in there, right? But even even there, right? Even like you're talking that, about, yeah. you're you're talking about pieces coming back that it's like that's a nice piece, right? But that's not the piece that I feel like my team is going to take a step with in the future. I think that I, I think unless they plan on going OKC in this thing, which maybe that is their move, right? Like the Knicks are going to be the only team that's going to offer them the OKC type. Hey, listen, you'll be able to rebuild your team through the draft. For the next 10 years, but we get Donovan Mitchell. So there's not – no other team's going to be able to offer a package like that. I think it's – so, yeah, the other teams that, could, like, could offer one and would offer one, right? Like, the Thunder could that's, offer a, That's the difference. The Thunder that's could, the could offer one. They're not yeah. going to. Their team's not ready yet to, to make that move. They're, like, two years away. They're Bruno Caboclo. They're two years away yeah. from being two years away from making a move like that. Two years away um, from being two years away. That's messed What about Mitchell, up. though? Where should he want to go? Let's let's just go through these teams. Knicks, Heat, Nets. Let's throw the Raptors in there. Those four teams, where should Mitchell want to go? Donovan Mitchell should probably want to go to Miami, if anything, right? Because there's pieces there that are already in a winning position. There's pieces there that are – you're going there to a Hall of Fame head coach. Yeah, you know I'm saying? Like, the, the first thing he needs to be looking at is what's the head coach going to do for him. You've got Eric Spolster down there. You already know that. And then you're playing next to Jimmy Butler. You're playing next to Bam Adebayo, right? Like, there's already a core in place that's not going to be moved probably for you. So you're still going down there for most of those players. I think that's probably his best situation there. It's, it gives him the best chance to be back in the playoffs and winning again. Uh, outside of that, I think the Knicks takes a couple of years. You don't know who the head coach is going to be long term. I'm assuming. Uh, here we go. Here we go. You ready? You ready? <laughs> no, come on. You ready? Where's you ready? The- <laughs> I'm assuming Tom Thibodeau's not going to be there long term. We've worked it in. At this point, that's, it's masterful. I was going to say that's like six. That's like six yeah, weeks in a row that you've it's, got. It's it. masterful at this point. Come Thibodeau on, I, I know what I'm doing. But now, uh, but yeah, at the, you're you're probably what's going on out there. What's well, happening now, why would Pat do that? Now, why would I reference Tom Wind Horse Fingers? <laughs> that, that's the next emoji. Wind Horse Fingers it's is a, the next emoji. Already, yeah, when I, when I text this, I mean, why would Pat say that? But yeah, like, I, I think that, right, like the Knicks is an interesting situation, but you're talking about all the pieces that are going the other way on the Knicks, more than likely, right? Like, Donovan Mitchell's coming into a situation where there's going to be a rebuild. Or, or not a rebuild, I shouldn't say that, but yeah. like a retool in place. You're going to have to add pieces to that to turn that into something great. So I think that's kind of where he, if you're going to pick anywhere, right, Miami, probably. Maybe the Raptors, maybe the Raptors, Raptors just because it's an organization that seems like they know what they're doing in every situation. Uh, coming up, we're going to get into Count It Up. We got really crazy, fun stuff to talk about in Count It Up. Uh, is, would Rasheed Wallace be better than Giannis right now? 
Uh, a finals MVP sure thinks so, and we'll count it up later in the next segment. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I just opened the website, and you kind of have to go to the website every like every couple days or a week or so because they just released a new flavor. I don't even, I didn't even know about this one. Orange Dreamsicle. Yeah. Ooh. That sounds I, delicious. Growing up, I used to go to this place called The Cone, which was like an ice cream place, and it was shaped like a giant cone. That, like the building was like an ice cream cone. And I would go there and I would get a vanilla orange swirl and it was like soft serve and it was delicious. And so now I'm really wanting that. And maybe this Built Bar Puff, the orange dreamsicle can give me that. Just give me that little, just give me that little flavor. The orange, you can, the, the creamy dreamsicle part of it. And it's only 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, six grams of sugar in a bar that's covered in chocolate. It's going to have that marshmallow puff in the middle of it. They're absolutely delicious. The brownie batter puff is the best one. That's that's yeah. my favorite one at this point in my life. Uh, it also says take an additional 10% off site-wide. I'm hoping that works with the promo code. You can use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off. Go, so go check it out right now. Go on the website, see if you can get that extra 10% off. Built Bar, promo code LOCK15. All right, Pat, we've been talking about Donovan Mitchell. If you guys are interested in more Donovan Mitchell talk, go to Locked On Jazz, of course, with David Locke. Go to Locked On Knicks, Locked On Heat, I guess. Go to Locked On Raptors, Sean Woodley. Great stuff every single day from those guys. Um, But let's play our favorite game every single week. We're diving into it early this week because there's just too much to... Count it up, count it up, count it up, count it. Too much to count it up. Let's start here. Um... Our our favorite our favorite our favorite two fingered NBA reporter Brian Winhorst said that the Kevin Durant to the Warriors trade discussion is a real discussion. Count it up. What percentage chance do you think he ends up back in San Francisco? Um, what's going on out there? Uh, I I you know what I'd give this a higher percentage than you would think, right? Because well, what's the number? Of, I I I'd say. 40%. Whoa. The reason I'd say Steph that Curry is be- is because <laughs> 33. <laughs> the reason I'd say that because of Golden State's cap situation and somehow like moving on from some of these pieces they would actually save money. I believe they're 34 million over the cap already. Oh, um, billions over the cap. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> the, the literal board of governors had a meeting about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I could see it more than not, I but I I don't think they, I, I don't want I don't think they I don't want to see it. I don't think they have I think the picks. that's the thing. I don't think they have the picks. Maybe it's maybe it's Moody and Kuminga, and then it's like a couple of picks. I just don't think they have enough oh, stuff to I, get it. I don't I don't I don't think you start the conversation unless you're saying Poole and Wiggins. Well, well, like you're talking about getting up value wise enough to, to get it up there. Like Wiggins yeah. would be would get you there money wise, salary wise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pool maybe helps you talent wise. And then you're talking Kaminga and Moody after that. But then like at the at a certain point, the depth of the Warriors was one of their big strengths. Um, I, I, I agree. I, 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 I'm giving this a zero. Zero, zero for zero? me because Kevin Durant does not have a no trade clause. I'm gonna guess he's gonna have a say in where he goes. He got to he got to come out and say, I want to go to Phoenix. There have been talks with Phoenix. It seems like that's an ongoing thing. Zero percent chance. He's not going back to the Warriors. I, I think I think isn't Phoenix hard capped already? So they would have to basically like the only way they can trade for KD at this point is like 
and they don't want Aiton. Well, so gotta, it's like figure out the Aiton thing with Indiana. It's, it's literally just like we'll send you Donovan or we'll send you Devin Booker or we won't. Like that's well, that's pretty much Phoenix, what it is. Phoenix at this fans point. don't think they're even gonna have to send Mikael Bridges in a Kevin Durant trade. Like I don't know. Yeah, what's yeah, going yeah, on there. yeah you know. um, but yeah, t- that seems to be a conversation. I don't think it's happening. You can go listen to Lockdown Warriors. Maybe Cyrus Satsis knows better than me, and he can uh, tell you if it's gonna happen to the Warriors or not. But uh, but we'll see. The next one here. Andre Iguodala went on a podcast and it was just just shooting from the hip, just talking about whatever and whatever. Here's the exact quote. Rasheed Wallace could have been a top five player in the league for a 10-year stretch. He just chose, I'll just do my own thing over here. He was shooting threes from half court. He was shooting half court shots left-handed and right-handed. If Rasheed Wallace played in modern NBA basketball, if he played in our league today, He'd be a top five player in this league. He'd be better than a Giannis, and I love Giannis. Count it up. How much cap is Andre Iguodala spewing <laughs> from his mouth saying that Rasheed Wallace would be better than Giannis right now if he played in today's NBA? There's some cap there. There's some cap there, right? Because, but I will say this. I, I'll say, I'll say we're doing throwing a percentage on it. Right, well, scale of one, one to one to five, one How to five cap? on caps here. How many caps are yeah. out there? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw you three caps on that. I'm not going full five, and I'll say it for this reason, right? Rasheed Wallace was a heck of a player in his era and in today's era. Rasheed having the ability to do things with both hands, to get to the bucket, to be able to shoot the ball, to be able to drive. Rasheed would be a excellent player in today's he NBA. He'd be great. He's much better suited for today's NBA than him. he's so much better suited for today's NBA. Like legitimately, you have to think about the fact that Rasheed Wallace probably had to be like, "Hey, coach, let me shoot this shot." <laughs> like, like now it'd be like, "Uh, Rasheed, why you ain't shooting that shot?" Like this a whole different the, the, world. The Patrick Ewing. Do you practice that shot? Do you, do work you on, practice that shot? Do you work on that? Shot? Do you work, when do you work on that shot? <laughs> That's my favorite. I love that. So I, I give him three caps. Yeah, I'm saying it's tough. It's tough to say because like Giannis is a monster. <laughs> like Giannis would have been a monster then. in Sheed's NBA. Yeah, he'd be better then. I think Giannis so, would have been better then than he is now. So yeah, and he's really good now. He's like top three <laughs> players in the NBA, maybe top two, maybe. Uh, I, give me how many was the the maximum cap? One to five. One give to five. Fi- one. Give caps. me five caps. Like, you want five caps? Rasheed would be great. Sure, Rasheed would be great. He had he made the All Star team. Four times. He never made an All-NBA. He was a champion in that 2014, but he was like, I don't know what, like the third best player, second best player maybe on that championship team. Like, you got to show me a little bit more in your era if you're going to say he's going to be better than a like a multiple-time MVP in his era right now. Um, now, maybe there's more about Rashid and like the way that he cared <laughs> yeah. playing in the NBA back yeah, then yeah. that I don't know about, but uh, it's it's an, it's – too, it's too many caps for me. He he could he could do a lot though. She He'd was be crazy. great. He'd be great in today's NBA. I don't, I don't know if he's winning multiple MVPs. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I'll say this right. Sheed would be very similar to Jokic's style of play, and he's won two of them, mm. but with a better back to the basket game, but not as good of a passer. Not as good of a passer. Still an okay passer, but not as good of a passer. Like Rashid was six ten shooting multiple threes a game in two thousand one, two in two thousand. That it was it was like him and Dirk. And he's built it. for this league. <laughs> well, right now in the NBA, it would almost be like, okay, can we play this guy at four, or do we have to play him at center? And then you're like, okay, was well, he good enough defensively to play at center? Like it would be a whole conversation now that you'd have to. I mean, out. listen, I, I'll say this: Chet would have trouble guarding Sheet. <laughs> uh, let's do this one from Andre Iguodala. This, this other one. Um, 
he was asked about, you know, would you rather have your career or Carmelo Anthony's career? And he talked about it a little bit on the podcast, then took to Twitter and said, Carmelo and myself really aren't in the same category. Carmelo Anthony is God status. I'm like one of the high ranking angels. So which career would you rather have? Andre Iguodala or Carmelo Anthony? Iguodala is one time all-star, four time uh, NBA champion with a finals MVP. And then you have Carmelo Anthony, who's like 10 time all-star, six time all NBA, uh, top 75 all time scoring champion. Made way more money than Iguodala. <laughs> oh, yeah. hundred million more. Yeah, it's a small hundred million, man. Uh, um, but no, like, I, I would rather have Iguodala's career for one reason, right? Iguodala had time where he got to be the man. He had time where he was the franchise Philly. player, right? And he played well in Philly during mm -hmm. that time. Um, then his career took a change. He got to go out to the Warriors. He got to be a role player, but he got to be one of the biggest role players on that team and while you're you were a major piece of a championship team, like a to the point where they might not get a ring without you. I know a lot of people look at those LeBron numbers and say, oh, man, he still put 40 on his head. Look at the shooting percentages. What did you say it was? 38 points on uh, 46 shots or something like that? Oh, LeBron's. Yeah, we were, yeah. Looking, at, we were looking it up before recording. He, he shot under 40 percent from from the field in that finals. Yeah. So so a major part of why the Golden State Warriors have one of their rings. So I I would take uh his career also getting a finals MVP. Like he's he's got a claim to fame to things that a lot of superstar players that have won NBA finals don't have a claim to fame to. <laughs> How many playoff series do you think Carmelo Anthony has won? How many times has he exited the first like gotten out of the first round? Melo got out the first round in New York once. Correct. And he got to the Western Conference Finals in Denver once, so three. That's it. That's all. That's he he literally has been in the the, the final the, the playoffs. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen times, made it out of the first round twice. If I'm not mistaken, doesn't he have the worst? Win percentage in the finals? It's got to be because it's full. It's or in the in the playoffs, I should say. I think he has the worst win percentage in the playoffs. Swept three times, five games, one, two, yeah. three, four, five times, six games, three times. That's all just first round exits. Like, whoo, that's brutal. That's brutal for Car and, and I love Carmelo, one of my favorite players of all time. But did not have the teams and the playoff success that you would now hope listen. One, that, like that you would hope a god status player would have. Who, yeah, who's going to be remembered more though? That's the thing, right? Like Iggy's going to be the guy that was on the Warriors with Steph. Melo's oh. a top seventy-five NBA player all time. Andre Iguodala is going to be remembered for two things. It's going to be, dang, Steph should have gotten that Finals MVP. Yeah, and blocked by James. Like he's always going to be remembered <laughs> for that moment for sure. Uh, coming up, we got a bunch more counted up. We have a, a, an insane bet that was made at a sports book for a team to win the NBA Finals. That is just too much money. We'll we'll ask how much money. We'll talk about the rule changes, and then I have my I have my Shaq rant. I need to go on. Right. Oh boy, I'm ready for it. I'll let you have that. Do that coming up. All right, Pat, let's get into some more Counted Up. We're counting out the most interesting, fun things in the NBA throughout the week. And Goran Dragic, we kind of hinted about it at the beginning of the show. There's been some Mavs Bulls kind of like, I guess, controversy about Goran yeah, Dragic. He's been doing a bunch of interviews with local like Slovenian and Spanish um, newspapers. And he's the guy's pretty honest. <laughs> the guy comes out and yeah. says, says pretty honest things. He said this about the Brooklyn Nets. 
Last year, I decided the way that I did. I played with some stars like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And I have to admit that it was quite difficult because the focus was not on the team, but more the individual performances of the individuals. So, how bad was it in Brooklyn last year? <laughs> um, Bad. I mean, listen, I they... They were they were a team that we thought was going to be a NBA Finals contender, um, and they ended up being a playing team. Yeah, they went through injury, they went through Kyrie, um, they went through their own organization. I, I feel like enough smoke hasn't come to the actual Brooklyn Nets organization <laughs> for telling Kyrie. Like nobody pays attention to the fact that they were like Kyrie, we don't want you around here because uh, you're going to give us all COVID, and then. They started losing, and they were like, hey, Kyrie, what you doing? You up? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, like, the Brooklyn Nets organization as a whole was pretty bad. Uh, so, Goran, uh, you, you could have came to Chicago last year, brother. We could have used you, but, oh, hey, welcome. Could have used him in Dallas last year, this year, the year before, all the years. Um, I mean, but yeah, this, you this, can't have everything. This you got thing, So, you have, you know, the Kyrie Irving situation. KD wants out now. You have this comment from from Goran Dragic. Also, don't forget, like uh, three days ago, Cam Thomas had that that interview on the sidelines where he's asked, you know, I was talking to your coach Steve Nash, and you know he's encouraging you to look for your shots and you know to find your teammates. And Cam Thomas just kind of like rolled his eyes and said, you know, it is what it is. And <laughs> like, it's, I guess it's pretty bad in Brooklyn. Like that whole situation, yeah. you just kind of want them to just. I don't know, blow it up and, and try again. I, you know what? I implore everybody, it, before we blow the entire thing up, just go back and watch that first round. And I want everybody that's a real NBA fan to say, what did Steve Nash really do? <laughs> um, speaking of, we talked about LeBron earlier. Speaking of potential goats, Ray Allen has a, a lot of opinions about this. He was asked at a basketball camp. Uh, about LeBron James being the GOAT. A guy came up yep. to him and was like, hey, LeBron James is my GOAT. Ray Allen looks at him and says, now, is he a great free throw shooter? Is he a great three-point shooter? Is he a great dribbler? And the, the guy looks at Ray Allen and just was like, you know, no, no, no. like kind of coy, nah. like no, no. Nah. And he said, and Ray Allen said, so you're saying the GOAT, but he ain't even great at all those categories. Count it up. How much do you agree with Ray Allen? Uh, none. But I also don't agree that Ray, that that uh, uh, LeBron James is the goat either. Me, but me either. I I I have a tough time. It my issue isn't how what he exactly is saying. My issue is the points he's using to prove his point. Right? Like if we're gonna talk about uh, somebody who was great offensively, great defensively could dribble, could shoot well from three, could shoot free throws, could do all of that. Like, we're, we're working our way and won championships. We're talking about Isaiah Thomas and Magic Johnson. Like, those are your goats. Like, those are, like, one and two. Like, who who you picking, right? Like, Well, Magic, not a great three-point shooter either, so. Oh, uh, well, well, we got Isaiah Thomas. Throw, Maybe throw John Magic Stockton. Out. Well, Kareem, Maybe John Stockton. Kareem can't be one three in his entire career. We can't have yeah, Kareem can't in the GOAT Kareem. conversation. I, it's Rasheed Wallace. His GOAT's Rasheed Also, Wallace. did Kareem dribble that much? Like, I don't think so. Like, <laughs> throw him out of there. No, like, I, I don't believe in. I don't believe this at all with Ray Allen. But then the question becomes, who is Ray Allen's GOAT then if, this, if these are his criteria? That's what I'm saying, bro. It's got to be Isaiah Thomas, right? It's got to be Isaiah Thomas. No, no, it's Steph. These Steph are his, can't play defense. These are his three. This three categories are free throw shooting, three point shooting, and yeah, dribbling. Yeah, but Steph is like the best at two of those things, and <laughs> one of the best at dribbling in the entire NBA. I, ever. I, I, I get. I give you that right, but with, like you with still four got, titles. 
you still got to be good on the other side of the ball to be in goat status. Out uh, here. Yeah, how, I mean, how good do you have to be though? Yeah, you got to be pretty good. I mean, we're talking. Okay, you got to be at least on par with Michael Jordan, LeBron James, and Kobe Bryant. Yeah, but none of those guys are good three point shooters. Or nah, yeah, players, yeah, there so. you go. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, what <laughs> like are these categories that hey, we're yelling? Nope, has. nope. Let's not disrespect LeBron when he looks at the palm of his hand. That is a 78 percent three point shot. I, it's the worst move in NBA history, and it works. Every time it irritates my soul. It's like he wrote. It's like he wrote down like the diagram of the court on the back of his Bro. palm, and he's like, he has to diagram it, and like it annoys my match, soul. Like as he's coming up, up, like you're matching he's up like, stars. It's in the like sky. he's spinning the ball so that the lines perfectly line up with his fingers. <laughs> then he's like, all right, now nah, I'm gonna shoot it. It's good. Oh my god, and it works. <laughs> An incredible bet was placed at Caesar Sportsbook um, for the Sacramento Kings to win the NBA Finals. Oh boy. $10,000 was placed on the Kings, the Sacramento Kings to win the NBA Finals. So, Count it up. how much is, how much is, how much is this too much? <laughs> it's not that bad, actually. I'm not going to lie 10000 on the Kings? 10000 like, you're th- My now, guy here's is the thing. losing all 10000 of those Here's the thing. You're, you're throwing $10,000 away for sure. He's burning 110%. It. He's putting it He's in a barrel He's burning $10,000, right? But... That's not the worst bet I've heard put on a team being a long shot. So I'm not that mad at it. Like, remember, uh, who was the dude this year? Well, he almost won, actually. When the Bengals went to the Super Bowl. Oh, he almost he bet, won that. <laughs> he bet before the season. I don't know. And that's coming off of Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow ACL and all that. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A long shot bet. Mike Brown rallies the troops. And uh, Sabonis is like, hold on. Let me. Uh, let me. Sabonis would uh, have to be an MVP to get him. No, he'd have to turn into his dad. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then De'Aaron Fox is just like, I'm just here. I don't know. I'm scoring. I'm scoring buckets. I don't know. Keegan Murray would have to be like LeBron, like rookie year level. <laughs> um, the board of governors like met in Vegas. They always do every year. They talk about some rule changes, and a couple of rules are going to be changed, specifically with the take foul. The yeah. take foul is like when a team starts a fast break and then Luka Doncic, I mean, when, when an NBA player grabs mm-hmm. the player and stops the fast break so, and then yeah. it's a foul and then you just go and whatever. The new take foul is that a team gets one shot and the ball. So David Locke, uh, our boss and Locked On Jazz host, had this to say about it. Let's do the math. If you commit a take foul, it would be a free throw. The league average for free throws is 75%. So let's say that that's .75 points. And then you get a half court possession, which, you know, with with a defensive set, because the, the defense will get to get set. So that's about yeah. 0.9 points per possession. So a take foul is worth an average of 1.65 points per possession to the team that's fouled. Um, count it up. Is that enough of a penalty if you count the numbers that way? Because you're basically, you would get two points if the player just drives down and dunks. But it's 1.65 fouls if you go the advanced, like, analytics route, if you go with this new take foul rule. See, the, the, the thing that that doesn't take into account, right? Like, if, if I'll use the Bulls as an example, right? Like, if I throw the ball to Andre Drummond on the fast break and you hit him with the take foul, you did good. <laughs> because well, you basically, there's a 50-50 chance he's going to make the free throw, and it's a side out, which it would have been last year anyway. This season, though, right, like, there's going to, the players that are on the fast break usually aren't guys that are poor free throw shooters. You Usually you're talking about, Guards, Zach Levine, yeah. DeMar DeRozan, guys like that. Uh, your point guard's getting the ball out to him quick. They're taking off. A quick take foul comes in, or they snatch the ball off of the board. They're taking off. A quick take foul comes in, right? Like So I think you're going to see a lot of teams kind of like 
try to almost hack a Shaq mentality this like mm-hmm. it was back in the day. Like, like, like I said, if Andre Drummond grabs it, foul him. Because it's worth it for us for him to to have a chance, but we get to get set on the other side. Versus, right, like Steph Curry, how many fast break points does he get? Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, those guys, where you're going to see they're going to knock down the free throw and get an opportunity to knock down a bucket. You're talking about, I, I think the part that is taken out is you're talking about a momentum shift. Right, yeah, and you are. I, I don't think it's enough, but maybe it, maybe it gets in the mentality of a player just enough and the coach coaches start saying, hey, it's just enough. That, what if they score a three? Like, what if they hit the one and and hit a three on the possession later? Then all of a sudden that's a four-point, like, mistake that you just made with that yeah. take foul. So I, I think it's enough of a penalty to at least, like, you're at least, you're at least just trying to, like, dissuade. you got to be strategic you, about it. You're just dissuading teams from doing this because you want more yeah. fast breaks. All right, yeah. last thing here. Shaquille O'Neal is doing something in North Texas. I live in Dallas. He's doing something in North Texas. He's opening up, or about to open up, 56 big chicken restaurants in in the Dallas area, in North Texas. (laughs) 56 he's about to open. Called there big, restaurant called nothing big chicken. you could have said to prepare me for that. No, nothing. That's why I didn't. That's why I didn't tell you at all. All right. My question is: How many chicken places is too many chicken places for there to be? All right. I did a Google search. Just like five miles from the radius of my house, I live, I live pretty close to downtown. Yeah. We got Chicken E, Chicken Express. We have KFC, Chick Fil A, Church's Chicken, Raising Cane's, Hal's Honey Chicken, Golden Chick, Popeyes, Williams Chicken, Mike's Chicken, Streets Chicken, and then you have the fast food places that also have chicken: Wendy's, McDonald's, Whataburger, Burger King, Sonic, Jack in the Box, Shake Shack, and then you have like wing places: Wing Stop, Wing Bucket, BW Threes, Pluckers, Hooters, and every pizza place in um, in the world has wings. How many chicken places do we need that Shack is opening up? Fifty-six in Dallas, Texas. That's the that has the highest restaurants per capita in the in America. Uh, how much? Why do we need this many chicken places? Tell me. Count it up. Is fifty-six too many? You know what? It's too many for you living there. I will say this, but as a business motto, it's perfect. Because I, I'll say this: you're gonna know the name of the chicken place, no matter what. It's gonna be everywhere. It would be. It will be engraved in your brain. Big chicken. <laughs> my, my other question is, where are we getting all these chickens? Where are they coming from? Because Wasn't there a shortage? Did I did I miss like when there, the shortage There was ended? a wing shortage. Wait, wait, wait. Now we know where the shortage went. Shaq's been hoarding the chickens for two years, and now he's ready to unleash them on Dallas, Texas. <laughs> Shaq's been just... Shaq's been like swiper from Dora the Explorer, He's just, just holding stealing them. chickens. There's like some silo out there in North Texas, like <laughs> out in the plains where it's just like full of chicken wings. Shaq's just been holding them. Oh they're, my still, they're still alive right now. You can't kill them yet. You just look out and you're like, is that a cloud on the ground? Oh, God, it's a stampede of chickens. <laughs> Run. Where are we getting all this chicken? Dab? Like, listen, like all those places I just named are like they are fast food chicken. Like they all have chicken all the time. You could go there oh, right now and they would give you chicken. Like uh, now, I think I think the thing is, right, it all depends on how good the place is. Right. Like you never complain when you see a Starbucks across the street from another Starbucks or like a Raisin Cane's. Like, hey, give me all the Raisin Cane's. Give me all. I, I love me, me some Cane's, like, man. Hey, I love me some Cane's. Me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down yeah, yeah. for it. Can't, can't go wrong. Popeye's. Yeah, I'm saying oh, in, co- like, in like, college, it, there was a chicken E right side of, uh, right side of my college and I'm I'm there every day. 
if the chicken's good, you don't really care. But uh, I'll tell you what, when you got a, you're going to have a chicken place next to every dollar store, basically. Well, there's going to be That's a chicken, gonna there's going to be a chicken place next to every chicken place. If he opens uh, 56 <laughs> up in North Texas, God, he bless. just puts two of them next to it's each the new, other. It's the Walgreens CVS model, but it's instead it's just the same place. They can at least borrow like they can borrow cups and plates from each other if they run out. There's, there's just a different picture of Shaq on each one. That's oh how they're going to differentiate. In a different jersey from a different team. <laughs> if you got the Cleveland Shaq, don't eat there. <laughs> if you get Cleveland Shaq, don't, know, don't was, eat there. I think he was eating the best at that at that yeah, point. Was, <laughs> actually, you know what? You're making some good points. I'm not mad at it. Don't worry. The Phoenix one is a dry heat. (laughs) (laughs) You know that's what he's going to be on. You know that's exactly what he's going to market it as. There's going to be different flavors based on different Uh, moments in Shaq's career. Based on different small towns in North Texas. Oh, my God. 56 chicken blazes. The the rim breaker. That's gonna be. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be the 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 twenty piece chicken wing meal. Oh, the can you dig it is like they put the mashed potatoes <laughs> over the chicken in the bucket, so you have to dig it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, there you go. That's counted up. That's locked on NBA. Go listen oh, to locked on Bulls. God. Listen to locked on Mavs. Make that your second listen today. We're talking all kinds of free agency trade stuff. Great stuff going on. Pat, you can go follow him on Twitter and all oh, that. I'm locked on Bulls. So Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on NBA. Peace. Boom. Chicken. Chicken. Chicken.